You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat-tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If the Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 years or older, restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 190 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. End of the week. Beginning of the work week, depending on when you're listening to this. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, Yeah, guys. Well, it's... Oh, let's, let's let's get comfortable here. Pull up a chair. Put your feet up. Close your eyes and we'll watch the sights and the sounds as they fly through the air. Let me regale you with some stories, kids. Well, <clears throat> I thought I had a guest. Things didn't work out again. Um, yeah, so I really hadn't put much thought into um, a solo episode. Because, I th- again, I thought I would have a guest. Um, so, here we are. Um, I do have, for such occasions, <laughs> um, over the over time, 
um, I've had through my time on social media and everything else, I've had people ask me questions. And while I respond to them in private, um, I have saved them. Um, some of them, um, some of them are just basic Q and a stuff, but, um, the hockey questions and stuff like that I have saved. Um, and I actually was going to do a question and answer episode a little while ago. I had put it out asking for questions and I got a bunch and then, um, I think a guest rescheduled or, or something happened and I ended up being able to do the interview. So I never did the Q and a, uh, deal, but I have all the questions. I had written all the questions down and, um, like I have lots of paperwork for my shows. I have like when I come up with ideas, I write things down in, at work in the truck on sticky notes and, and then I just, you know, stick them in my wallet, bring them home and down here in the computer room. Um, now that I kind of have my own deal set up, you know, before my wife used to get irritated cause I, I write a lot of shit down my memories, the shits. So I write a lot of stuff down and I like stick it on sticky notes all over the place. I mean, not like in the bathroom and down the hallway or anything like that, but in around the computer where I spend most of my time or a lot of my time, we have the big computer desk. Well, I'd stick it on the side of the desk part. Um, she'd be like, Oh God, just can you write it in a notebook or something? So, but now that she's like never in this room, yes, I have sticky notes. Again, I'm sticking them on the side. So I've, I had a long sticky note with a bunch of the questions written down. So, um, for such an occasion, I said, you know, in case I ever get stuck some night and the guest doesn't show up or whatever, or something happens, um, instead of sitting here racking my brain for ideas, um, because sometimes stuff will happen, obviously, and it's like, oh, okay, I'll talk about that. Like, there's a couple things I want to talk about from hockey uh, lately, but overall, sometimes, but other times you just sit here, and I just stare at the roof, and it's like, holy shit, where I'll text Alec or Jay and them, and I'm like, well, I don't know what to talk about, you know, and they'll, they'll maybe throw me something. At the same time, it's like, I don't want to take any ideas from Alec, or like, because if he does a show, and it's like, oh, I don't want to... Because mine come out before his does. Like, I don't want to walk all over his shit. I don't want to take his ideas. So it's like, you know, so I wrote some stuff down just in case. Well, to, tonight is obviously one of those times. So I have a few questions um, that we can talk about. Um, other than that, yeah, um, I always say on these Sunday, like, with stuff like this, it's like, okay, I'm not going to talk for long. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll end up talking for an hour. Who knows? But, um, yeah, um... Yeah, I'm just sort of, uh, yeah, just sitting here in the dark and, yeah, like I said, what, and, uh, yeah, just, just me and my microphone, hanging out, talking to you guys. Um, actually, I thought about getting on Skype, I was just gonna phone Jay randomly out of the blue, but I don't want to do that to him. Um, and actually, I actually don't know if he's hanging out with his, uh, if his wife's on the road working or if he's at home hanging out, I don't want to bother him. Um, so, um, yeah, let's, just, yeah, let's do this. We'll, uh, you know, I'll talk about a few things and then I'll talk about, I have a few questions here and, and, and we'll call it an evening. Um, but first, of course, uh, I have to talk about the sponsors. You got always got to do that, right? You got to talk to the boys that pay the bills. But, uh, as I said, I'm a member of the hockey podcast network. So we're 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Of course, they're ramping up here as the playoffs get near. I guess the trade deadline's going to get here before that. But so obviously, um, they have lots to talk about. 
so whatever, like I said, whatever team you're a fan of, tune in. Um, then of course the off network, the, uh, as I mentioned about Alec over at the five for fighting podcast, old Florida man, old, uh, part-time Oli, golden Salem there. Yeah. He just, his latest episode, I know he's interviewed a guy, so he has an interview coming out here. I'm not going to say who, but I know they did do the interview. Um, but his latest episode as of this recording time, um, was of course his uh, trip to Nashville for the outdoor game, um, where he talks about that and Avery and Barnaby and some other and, if, and he ad- answer he addresses an issue that came up. Um, yeah, so check that out. And uh, but like I said, uh, if you have, uh, well, you can. Who who was messaging me? I'll put my phone over here. Um. Yeah, Alec has a tremendous back catalog. Yablonski, Rob Ray, Bia Lois, give it a listen. Um, I always say it pains me to say that, but the kid does a good job. What can I say? But, uh, actually check out his YouTube channel. He's just, he's just kind of got that going off the ground here. It's actually getting some pretty good momentum. He's got a couple, I don't know, five, six hundred subscribers already. Um, really trying to get him to a thousand so you can like monetize that shit, right? Um, it's an, uh, he's putting up East Coast League fights. Uh, don't tell too many people. East Coast League doesn't like that sort of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, but subscribe to his channel and, uh, yeah, check it out. He's got all the, all the, the new stuff up there and, uh, you know, some tough dudes this year and some interesting clips and I think you'd enjoy it. Give it a, give it a walkthrough. Wander on over and check it out. Um, but yeah, check it out. And, uh, like I said, the, the podcast and, uh, and everything else. Uh, Alec does a good job over there. Uh, and then of course we got, uh, Broadway Joe Lazito, give it a Lazito, right from the heart of New York, the Matt, Mr. New York, yeah, right at M, world, working out of the MSG, world famous, the world's most famous arena, MSG, but that's how, like I said, I always say that's how Joe, he's like Teflon Joe, maybe that's his new nickname, I'm going to just call him Teflon, um, well, not saran wrap. You don't want to be known as saran wrap. That'd be a little clingy, right? So you want to be Teflon. You just slide out of it. But, uh, yeah, Joe is, uh, does a New York Islander Enforcer podcast. And, uh, again, tremendous back catalog. Fakoda, Bolton, Asham, Strudwig, on and on. Um, Joe re- just released episode, uh, what is it now? Episode 78, but in uh, New York math, that's 100. Don't ask me how Joe does that, you know. But, uh, he's claiming it's episode 100, but it's at number 78. I don't know how he does it. It's the new math. It's New York. It's Long Island math. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, tune in and find out. He might tell you that he might tell you the formula and how to do that. But, uh, I actually went in the other day. I was going to go grocery shopping and instead of giving him a hundred dollars, I gave him $78. I said, fucking Lazito says it's a hundred and I walked out. Yeah. So thanks, Joe. People are listening. They're like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, no, you got to tune into, to go tune into Joe's show, and you'll find out what I'm talking about. I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not. I don't. I'm not spoiler alert. I'm not. I'm not going to wreck Joe's the plot of Joe's show. Go check it out. But Joe Lazito, Coliseum Chronicles, bang up job. Give it to Lazito. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's dark. I feel it giddy sitting here in the dark. Yeah, yelling into the abyss. Well, what are we going to talk about today, folks? You know what? Um, you know what I did last night? I, I don't know why. Why do I do this to myself? And I always say it, but I went and scrolled. 
Actually, I didn't. No, I didn't. You know what? I didn't even really. Sc- I kind of scrolled. I shouldn't say. I guess I did. And and I, I mean, ever since I've started this podcast, I've said this. I've yelled and ranted and raved about today's hockey and the fans and everything else. And I mean, it's a broken record at this point. But last night was just. Um, you, you, you know, you, you just get to the point because um, I, I was having a conversation. Um, well, I've had this conversation with numerous, well, you, anybody that's listened to my show, when I've had guests on certain players, and you listen to those interviews, the players and I have had this conversation talking about today's hockey and the fans, and it's not even today's, ho- well, it's it's about today's hockey, but it's not about the players, it's the fans, really. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and then the guys, some of the guys at work were talking about it, and it's just... Um, I, I, I guess it's one of those, I'm feeling my age. I'm feeling all of my 46 years. It's, um, I, 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 that's just how out of touch I am. Um, it's not even out of touch, I guess. It's just, it's just a different mindset, a different era. And it's really, it's either, it's adapt or you're going to get left behind or, you know, whatever. And it's just, and I got left behind. Not even left. That's not even the right thing. It's not even left behind. It's just, just, just shake, just, just shaking my head. Because I, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to put it. We just lost the fucking plot. It's over. And uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know, again, I'm not saying new shit. I mean, I mean, I know that, but it, it really. Last night, just talking to a few people and. Um, and it's more, oh, hockey sucks, I'm just watching, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's par for the course. I mean, kind of always talk about it. But it's just, just reading social media. Um, yeah. Like, it's just, you just read it and it, it's just, and I and I realize, again, this isn't startlingly startling new revelation or anything like that. But it just sort of. I don't know. I guess I just sat here last night. I came down last night. I was uploading a DVD, and wife and I, uh, whatever. <laughs> we each of it, we fell asleep on the opposite ends of the couch at like seven o'clock. I think we slept till like eleven thirty at night. It was a real rocking Friday night. And then um, she's got report cards and stuff, so she kind of was doing that and farting around. And then she wandered off to bed at like one thirty and. I'm like, oh, no, I got to go downstairs. I got to upload that DVD for, uh, for Anthony. So I went down, I was, I threw the DVD in and I was uploading it and it, it's not an instant thing. It takes about 25 minutes or whatever. And I was, I was going to go back to bed, but of course, as I'm sitting here, I just sort of ended up hitting Twitter and read a few things and saw some, saw the video clip of Pacioretty punching Latang and then the whole Detroit, Minnesota line, line brawl. I'm doing air quotes and I'm just, Reading the comments, which I don't know why. I guess at this point I was amusing myself just reading them. But, and then, yeah, basically then I just kind of shut off the lights and the computer and, uh, well, the monitor or whatever and let it burn. But, and then I just kind of, uh, I, I went upstairs and I was sitting on the couch and, uh, yeah, I was just sort of, uh, I don't know. It, it's just sort of having just that, yeah, it really was just like a quiet reflection moment. I was just sort of sitting in the chair in the dark, just staring out the window and, you know, 
just silence, just listening to the silence. And, uh, you know, and as I was sitting there, I, I was, I was just thinking about, um, well, one of the things I was thinking about was this episode. It was just like, or, you know, the podcast or what I could talk about or just, you know, whatever. And, uh, it, it was just, it just kind of hit me then. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it really is done. Like, um, for the fact that like today's fan will just not accept it. Like, it's like, I know the game will change as we get close, it gets into the playoffs and things will get rougher and anything like that. Obviously nothing like what it was. I mean, I know, I know that it's not coming back. I've championed that. Like it's not coming. I know it's not coming back. The players are just, the mindset's not there. It's completely different. They don't, these young, they don't understand because they never grew up with it. They don't understand. They, they don't, they'll fight, but do they really want to fight? Not really. It's, everything's sort of reactionary now. It's not, there's no bullying or anything like that. Like it's not. And I'm not saying bullying as in the sense of the grade three peewee mentality. Like I'm talking about teams that would actually back in the day do that to be successful and win. And guys that played that role, they're not, they don't do that anymore. They don't know how to do that anymore. I mean, it's, it's become obvious as you watch that it's like they don't even really know. It's not even about enforcing. It's just they don't even know how to force the issue. It's just. You have to be respectful. You have to ask for the fight. If he doesn't want to fight, that's breaking some code or some bullshit unwritten rule that they think there is that, you know, that I have to ask him honorably and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's just all, it's so convoluted and just like no one fucking knows. And it's just, it's so far off of what used to happen. And I guess the frustrating thing is when old school guys buy into this new bullshit and then they talk like, oh, but back in my day we had respect and all this. Like, fuck, no, you didn't. Like, what world are you living in? Like, like history really is revision. Like, I'm trying to think, like, you just listen, like, even like, you, you watch like Ice Guardian, stuff like that, and it's like, well, there was a respect factor. It's like, fuck, no, there wasn't. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you might have respected him, how tough the guy was and everything like that. I'm not talking about that. But your actions clearly don't demonstrate what you're saying now. Like, they try to emulate, like, what today, what respect is. And it's like, it's completely different. It's like, like I said, you, you, yeah, they respected the guys that were tough and whatever, but... You would take, you completely take advantage of a situation conf all the time. And if there was a guy with his head down, you fucking blasted him. And there was never a thought of, oh, he's vulnerable, I better not. Like, no, there was none of that. Like, it was just like, yeah, it was about winning a game. And that was everything. And it's just like, and I'm not saying today's athletes aren't fucking competitive or whatever. Every high level athlete's competitive more than that's what made that's what got them there but it's the this mentality like they can talk about warrior go to battle and stuff no they don't they don't like will they go through a wall to win will they crush their best friend to win no no maybe in the playoffs but the regular season no 
Hell, half they they won't even fight mean nowadays. And it's just it's come to the point now where you just people are just so fucking soft and not and but but it just comes they're just so ignorant they just don't know. And it's like this is the vocal minority the vocal majority on Twitter is just like this. So this is the voices that you hear. But like last night, Pacioretty punched Latang. And right away, oh, he has a history of concussions and a stroke, and why is he doing that? Does Pacioretty not know? And he should be suspended. No, you know, shades of Bertuzzi and all this shit. And it's like, it's a fucking half-ass jab. Like, fuck, if you're, if Latang's that worried about concussions and strokes and everything else, maybe then that, then he shouldn't be playing. How first, first of all, Latang isn't because he's playing. He fought the other night, actually, a week ago or whatever. So clearly, he's he's playing. I mean, I, this isn't the players. This is the fucking idiot fans. And then it's like, well, Patch Reddy did that because he's on the Knights, and Vegas is a toxic fan base, and they're garbage. And it's just, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, just you know what fan base is toxic and douchey. All of them. You're all a bunch of fucking losers. Now I'm not talking about the guy that, oh, go team, I've always liked to have. I'm not talking about that guy. You know the people I'm talking about. The us and we crowd. The people that, like, you know, have fucking Montreal Canadiens fucking pajamas. And that's all they talk about. And when they lose, they're depressed and blah, blah, blah. They have nicknames for all the players. And it's they're just diehard obsessed. Those are the people I'm talking about. The ones that have the team name in their fucking Twitter handle. Those are the fucking clowns I'm talking about. The ones that can't see anything other than their team. You know, because God forbid anyone have fucking common sense anymore. But oh yeah, no, so Vegas, oh their fan base is so toxic and whatever. And then you talk about some, I'm like, it was a fucking love tap. Like it was a nothing punch. Oh, typical Mites guy. I could give two shits about the Knights, the Penguins, the Hurricanes, the Leafs, the Oilers, the fucking Flames. I don't care about any of this. I don't care about any of the players. It doesn't matter to me. I've said this numerous times in this show. If you want the ultimate neutral observer, you're listening to him. Because I don't give a fuck about any of this. That was a fucking nothing punch. Oh, I don't know why he did it. Maybe rewind the play a little bit, you fucking idiots, and figure out why he did it. Because he went in to hit Pacioretty, who, of course, jumps out of the way, because God forbid anybody take a fucking body check anymore. And then he cross-checked him. Pat Latang cross-checked Pacioretty. And Pacioretty's talking to him, probably saying, do you want to go? Which, of course, God forbid we fight anymore. So no, so Pacioretty and Latang, who have a history. I don't even watch this shit, and I know these two fucking clowns have a history. And so he gave him a little punk shot. Well, it must have been savage, because Latang didn't miss a shift and picked up two points last night. So, oh yeah, it was a fucking uh, Mike Tyson-like right hand, according to these idiots online. No, it was a fucking nothing punch. That Latang got up right away, and they were mouthing off. Like, it was... There's harder punches and scrums. 
But again, we have to put up the little clip of the punch and then everyone's tweeting at player safety. He's not going to do anything because there's a goon in charge. And that's just why the NHL won't grow and all the moronic bullshit that goes on with it. But every, every year, like I've been on Twitter for God knows for way too long. But it's like nine years. Or like 2013, I think, or 2014. So I've seen it. And every year it does get worse and worse and worse. Cause the, it's, it's a Gen Z app. It's an, it's an app for the Gen Zers. I, I, you know, for about 16 to 25. And this is the, the new fan of hockey. This is the early demographic of hockey. And they're a bunch of fucking whiny bitches. But they're also the most vocal and that's who makes up the majority of the app. So that's, this is the opinions that you hear overwhelmingly. I'm not going to talk about what sports net TSN, whoever personality that I was talking to, I'll let, you know, whatever. But I was talking to him privately and like he was telling me, he goes, you wouldn't believe the fucking messages I get. He goes, who the fuck are these people? And he's just like, what's wrong with these people? I, it was like a rhetorical state. I understood what he meant. Like, yeah, we were, we were talking and it's like, yeah, no, these people are fucking insane. And, the, and none of them have ever played a sport, nothing competitive. And they live in their little bubble. And it's, and yeah, they're the participation trophy generation. We've raised the generation of pussies. And it's, yeah. And, and the thing is, is not only the fans, but the players, do you think these players coming up want to fight? No. They've never had to. The rules don't allow them to. So they're not going to. Outside of, uh, of some sporadic fights here and there. But overall, yeah, oh, you'll always have some, a couple aggressive kids. But over, but no, overall, no. So that's why hockey looks the way it looks. And I'm always amazed with these fight groups. Oh, if they keep it up, the enforcer is going to come back. What? No, it's not. Well, you could thank Batman. What the fuck? He has nothing to do with this. What? What? Everyone always says blames Batman. I mean, Batman's a little fucking clown. I'm not trying to stick up for him. But seriously, what fight rule did fucking Gary Batman ever put in? In fact, when they were going on about the CTE and the concussions, he was like defending fighting. Like, you guys love to blame Bettman. No, it's fucking David Branch in Hockey Canada. That's who you want to blame. And the politicians. With their stupid window dressing of the rules. Talk to these guys that run the Junior A Leagues. With their three fight limits and their six fight limits and everything else. The OHL with their three fights. Oh, fuck, they gave one guy, what, they give five games because he, he fucking taunting after the fight. He was, after he dropped the guy, he gave it like the, the ash of the go to sleep thing. I think they gave him four games for that. We get four games for taunting now. Like, never mind a misconduct or even just a game misconduct. No, a suspension. So these are the rules that these players are playing under and you fucking guys think the enforcer's coming back? Holy fuck, puff puff pass boys. Fucking quit bogarting it. If you think that's what's fucking going on. Holy fuck. No. 
That's <laughs> all. And I don't blame the players because they just, they come up and the mindset's not there. I said, look at the fucking goofs who are coaching them. Everyone's so fucking scared of their job. Do you think they're going to fucking tell them to play hard and tough? No. I mean, they'll cliche it. But do you think they're really going to tell them to? No. But we got it. But we got to sell the bullshit. Oh, yeah. You see it on Twitter. All the, Oh, melee at the Red Wings wing wild game. Out of control brawl. Go watch the video. There isn't a pair of gloves on the ice. I'm not lying. There wasn't. Well, there was one pair. It was the goalies. All oh, the goalies almost fought. Oh, fuck, they didn't get within 10 feet of each other. What are you talking about? There was a bunch of headlocks, scrums, and a bunch of guys talking about... Talking tough with the refs in between them. You know what? Fucking one half was scared and the other half was happy about it. Like, it's just fucking pathetic. But, of course, on Twitter, oh, you got to see the game. It's getting out of hand in Detroit. And these fucking clowns are, oh, that's old-time hockey. About time, passion, emotion. Fuck. It's, I, and, but the, the funny thing is, is the moment any game actually gets kind of physical, and there's a couple fights, or something happens in the rematch game, and there's going to be the rematch game, which nothing ever happens, but they build it up like it's fucking World War Three. It's the most talked about game. Why is that? Because of the violence. You fucking idiots. That's why. They, no one gets that part, though. Because it's actually emotion, and that's what sells the product. Which the product, for the most part, is void of. So I'm like, I said something about the Detroit-Minnesota game. I was laughing at it. Then somebody goes, well, that's the thing, though, fourth line voice. At least they're trying. Oh, well, yeah, hey, fuck, there we go. At hey, at least they're trying. They put on the act of being mad. Well, that's good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I know. I was sure scared sitting here. Oh, yeah. Sure don't want to piss off fucking Boyvochkin or whatever the fuck his name is. You know, I see he's got six penalty minutes this year. Fuck, don't want him to fucking explode. Mount St. Helens if he explodes. Holy fuck. Is, is, who the, like, seriously, if you're playing in the NHL, like, like, I always see that these Leafs, because, of course, the Leafs are the big focus and whatever. I see this pussy Austin Matthews and Marner and all these candy at Wilson slapping Tavares around and no one does fuck all and whatever. It's so pathetic. But I, I'd like to ask these guys, I'm not trying to sound like I'm Johnny Badass or anything like that, but seriously, have you ever just sat there and watched and wondered, what is anybody actually scared of? Really? Who's scary? Really? Like if you were playing like Toronto or the Carolina Hurricanes or I don't, I'm just throwing out teams out of the Bruins or like who 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 would you be scared of? Like I know back in the day I'd be who you oh Miller Byers Neely you know whatever Lucic Thornton or Detroit obviously Probert Coser you know Edmonton Smanko McSorley you know you know you you could find guys that would yeah they would intimidate. Can you imagine Dave Brown staring at you or Chris Simon staring at you in the face off? Yeah, you're asshole pucker. That you're scared. Seriously. You if you lined up right now in a tension air quote game against the Las Vegas Knights, who the fuck are you scared of on the Golden Knights? 
Who? Like, that's my point. I don't understand. Who just doesn't run around and just start, like, slapping the fuck out of people? What What is anyone scared of anymore? I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking. I get, like I said, I'm just sitting here in the dark and I'm just kind of, you know, whatever, going, you know, uh, swaying back and forth in my chair, kind of staring out the, the window into the darkness and we're just talking here. We're friends, lip talking. What, what is there to be scared of anymore? I, they all play scared. I have no, but I have no idea what they're scared of. I was talking to a friend of mine, coaches junior A. I haven't talked to him for a while, but I was talking to him. Well, it wasn't last year because the pandemic, they didn't play. It was two years ago, I guess. And he was just, and he an old school minor league, he was a tough guy, minor league guy, but, and he does play, he does coach old time hockey, and of course, for saying that, the league fucking hates him and whatever, but, it's junior, eh? Whatever, he can fight, whatever, I have five fights or something, but whatever. But he, I remember him asking his team once, what are you scared of? They went and played a particular team, and they were just playing like pussies, he said. And he just, after the first period, he came in, and he, he just was curious, like, you really can't fight anymore. No one's going to fight. I, so he goes, I don't understand. Who's the boogeyman? Like, or, like who's the big bad wolf that that you're apparently afraid of? I, he goes, I don't understand it. What is anyone going to do anything, like, do to you? Like, he had a couple guys on his team that were like 6'3 and 6'4 that were like scared of their own shadow. And he was just like, seriously, what what is anyone going to do to you? But he goes, I, he goes, Darren, I've never seen anything like it. It was just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Like, this, I guess I have no point. I'm just sort of talking into the abyss, but I've just, I, I watch sports now, and I, I just, what is anyone scared of? What is anyone going to do to you? Seriously. I don't understand. But there's so many guys, they just play scared. We touch them, they go down, uh, and they're looking at the ref. And I mean, there was always guys that dove. I'm not saying it didn't happen. In the 80s, they didn't. Yeah, they, of course they did. The 90s, they did. There was always guys like that. But now it's just prevalent. That's all they do. Or if there's like scrums, no one drops anything. And it's just, but all these fans just, oh yeah, fucking right. It's about time. About time. What? What? There's, I'm looking at the screen. What happened? Am I, do I have a different feed? Cause, Whatever you're getting excited about isn't happening on my screen. Like, what, what? What? And I know I always say this, and I had a couple people always laugh, but really, it's a, it is. It's a bunch of fucking nothing. And, and people get worked up over this. Like, it, I, it's unbelievable to me. How, I, I, it is, it is. It's ultimately amazing to me how anyone can watch this horse shit. Like I said, anybody that grew up in the 80s or 90s or whatever, an old time fan. How you how you guys can still watch this with a fucking straight face is beyond me. I have no idea. No idea how you do it. Like I said, the young fans they don't fucking know any different. So okay, whatever. But just and but even then, how do you remain watching this? It is so pathetic. I don't know. Whatever. But no, it, it, yeah, it, it's over. It's just, it is. It's never coming back. And it's just like, and I'm not trying to be like fucking Mr. Doomsday or whatever. And like I said, I'm not saying new shit, but it's just fucking pathetic. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, 
Well, that's the other thing about Twitter that, you know, and I, again, I guess this is all, I'm just rehashing shit that I've always talked about. So it's almost like I stuck a rerun in on you. Sorry for being fucking unoriginal here at the start, but you know, uh, it's just like, and you, you have like people tweeting at player safety and they're, and they like attach the patch ready thing and whatever. Like, first of all, do you not think Peros knows? Like he's, he's not going to see this. Like, do you think he just went on vacation and he's not going to pay attention for a couple weeks? Like, he fucking knows. He doesn't need you tweeting at him. Let alone some, like I said, some fucking goof that doesn't know anything anyway. But, oh, hey, hey, George, a little heads up. This is what happened in Vegas tonight. Oh, oh, thanks. You know, fucking Penguin Girl 87. Good, Good thing you're on it. Like, fucking losers. Like, ugh. I'd love to know how many tweets player safety gets on a Saturday night. I'd, I'd just love to know. Like, I swear some people just have it teed up on their, in their fucking draft folder. Just waiting to send something. It's like the fucking loser at home during the golf. You know, just dying to, to fucking phone in the PGA and talk about the fucking rule that somebody broke. That's a real thing, too. You know, like just unbelievable. Anyway. Well, that's like 35 minutes of your life you're never going to fucking get back. Yeah. Fucking first name wet, last name blanket. Like, but all the things I sit and think about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, the question and answer. Um, Although I guess I don't, yeah, I'm looking at the thing. I, what am I trying to rush out of here for? Where the fuck else are you guys going to go? Um, you know, you got somewhere else to be? Um, you know, if you're at work, you can't leave. It's a cap. I got you captive. Got headphones on, I hope. I wouldn't listen to this out loud. You might not have a job very much longer. Um, I think, well, I know Paul Ferone's, he's, Ferone's mad because he, I think he listens to it while he jogs. So he's, I'm probably going to make him jog longer now. Maybe that's why he'd be mad. Um, it's question and answer now. I can't even read my own writing. Um, well, here, hold, oh, Jesus, here, hold on. I gotta figure this out. I gotta go find my other sticky note here. I like kind of transferred it. I gotta, Jesus, my writing's bad. Hold on. All right, we're back here. Ugh. Sorry about that. Q and A. Actually, this one's kind of, some of these questions are, well, I'll get into it, but the hockey ones. Um, one of the ones were, what's my favorite hockey time period? Um, well, of course, I grew up, you know, obviously watching 80s and 90s were like in my formidable years. Um, so I'm always sort of, I will say I'm a 90s guy for sure. Um, you know, really, especially like kind of my high school, like that like that 91, 92, 93-ish in there when I was in high school was real, like kind of peak cement time for sure. That was probably um, in terms of the NHL. Um, probably when I was most uh, maybe involved might even be the right word, but probably the funnest year I had in hockey and just in terms of my fandom and stuff and when I was the most engaged um, I can actually give you an exact time was 0506. Um, I was really engaged in the LNAH at the time. Um, my friend was coaching that time 
And so I was always in communication with him. Um, I was trying to get him players, same with the year before. Um, and it was just a really good time. The internet was really bouncing. You know, the fight message boards were real hot at the time. And it was just like there was a lot, and I was just really into it. And um, at that point, I had started... Um, in the winters, I was still get I was getting laid off for a few months, but I was collecting like on un- you know unemployment or whatever, you know. And of course, back then, you know, my wife and I lived in an apartment, and it, you know, the good old days, right? Fuck you, know, fuck. It was it was a ni- nice area town. Get this one, two bedrooms, and it was a big two bedrooms. Um, you know, two electrified stalls and stuff like that, and it was uh five hundred bucks. You can believe it. And it, like I said, a good part of town and everything. And it was 500 bucks. And, um, and I was, I was collected like UI, like I said, and which is a percentage of what you made. And I had a really good, um, summer that year working a lot of overtime and stuff. So my UI was good. And then I would work two shifts, uh, at the casino Fridays and it was Friday night. Yeah. It was Friday night and Sunday night. Um, and of course, and I worked in the bank part and I got tipped. Which, of course, you know, certain certain government agencies don't need to know about. I think the statute of limitations has run out now. But, um, you know, between that and I kind of had some side hustle, whatever, and work in the UI. I think I actually made more money <laughs> when I was laid off than I actually did when I was working. Um, so, But, yeah, so basically all week I would stay up late and be on the internet talking to folks and bouncing around the message boards and trade fight DVDs and everything else and making money because I'm getting paid and pay that LNH is super hot and everything else. And it was like, that was just a real fun time and just young and you just didn't care and you know, whatever. And you know, and um, yeah, that was, pro- that's probably my favorite time. Favorite. F- oh, fantasy fight. Um, Mel Engelstad versus John Morasti. Um, would be that, yeah, for sure. That would be my first one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, somebody said to actually just today, Bezo and Morasti, because uh, actually Bezo was in town with John doing a hockey camp. Whose hockey camp were they doing? I can't remember now. But they got the pictures taken together. And I was like, well, there's a fantasy fight right there. Um, uh, I, I've also said there, there's guys that I would have loved to have seen in the Quebec League. I would say I'd love to. I would have loved to have seen Yablonski and Segroy and Trevor Gillies in the in the LNAH. That would have been interesting. Could you imagine Segroy and Ontario or Yablonski Ontario? Like Gill, Gillies Ontario did fight, but in the American League. But uh, but yeah, that would have been something. Yeah, Segura versus Bosse. Could you imagine? Yeah, I'd have been down for that. Yablonski versus Steve Bosse. That would have been interesting. Um, uh, minor, minor league guy that never made it. Okay. Well, I mean, because like that never played an NHL game. Okay. Well, so that excludes, yeah, so now Engelstad, Bialois, all those guys are out of the, I mean, that's who I would have said, McLaren and Yablonski even, and those guys, but I mean, they all played an NHL game, so they're excluded from this, so, um, 
Dean Ewan. Now, now preseason, you can't say the preseason because obviously he played in the preseason. But I would have liked to have seen Dean Ewan in the NHL. Um, the Terrio, I would have liked to have seen him. I think some people, they might not know, Joel Terrio was a fairly... Um, a fairly highly regarded prospect. Uh, I know he was he was a fourth round pick by Washington, and um, you know, and was and was a real was noted as like a real solid player. Like he was always noted as a tough guy. Like that was his gig. But I mean, it wasn't like he was like people see the Quebec League stuff and they just think the animal and he's crazy and two fights and oh yeah and all this. But no, like Terrio could skate. Big guy. He's big. Like I think Terry was six six three, six four. Like he's a big dude. And like legitimate but could play. Like solid player. Wait you know, I'm sure in the LNH as time went on and you you know, you kinda that's your role your lot in life and you know, I'm obviously the training and I you know, he wasn't working on his skating every day and blah blah blah, like like how like an American hockey league prospect would. So that sort of went away, but um no, at the time when he was first drafted and whatever, if he had gotten the right situation, um, yeah, he that would have been interesting. Um, I get Morasti. I mean, you know, that would have been interesting. To just, I would have loved to have seen him run around the NH for a few NHL games at least, and just 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 the publicity that would have got like a guy with a mohawk and like the nickname and all that, and because that would have been like right during social media time too. So. I think that would have been interesting if he had been in the right fan. Could you imagine him in like Philly or something, like running around and like trying to start shit with a Mohawk and stuff? Like, holy! Like, I'm not saying, oh, you play in Carolina because that'd be fucking death. Nobody pay attention to you. But, um, no, but or or if he'd gotten on like the Leafs or something. Imagine John Morassi on Hockey Night in Canada with the Leafs. You know, running around putting on a donkey show. Fuck, it'd be tremendous. But uh, Toporowski, there's another one. Thanks, Jay. I'm looking at the bobblehead now. Topper. Can you imagine him taking that shit show to the to the to the NHL? Fuck, they'd ban him for life instantly. But uh yeah. I think those are the guys I could think of off the top of my head. Um Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Um Oh, what other questions do we have here? Um Biggest what if. Um I'd say probably Link Gates. I've said it before, and I'm and I'm serious when I said it. Link Gates should have had a ten-year NHL career, and everybody said, "Oh, well, he was such a fuck up off the ice." Yeah, you know, I'm not speaking all the whatever, but you know, Pro was a pretty big fuck up off the ice too. There's been lots of guys, Flurry, where there's lots of guys that were fuck ups that managed to play a thousand NHL games. Um, no, what kept what did Lincoln was the car accident because he had ended up with a brainstem injury, so that he was never going to be an elite level athlete anymore. Like he obviously came back and played the minors and whatever, but he wasn't like some oh we'll give him a conditioning stint when he gets into shape we'll get him back. No, he had to he literally had to learn to walk again. So the fact that he even played is a miracle, let alone fought a million more times in the Quebec League and everything else. But at that point, he was just there to fight. Like, he was not there to play anymore. So, no, he was nowhere near the prospect, you know. It wasn't like, oh, he could get an American League deal and hopefully he'll be back. Like, no, he just didn't have it. And his body just wouldn't let him sustain or get back to the elite level that it needed to be to play in the NHL. 
So, but no, it was a car accident that did him in. I mean, yeah, he was a fuck up off the ice and whatever. But like I said, there's been a million of those. Um, but yeah, that that would probably be that that would probably be my what if. Um, yeah, it would be would be Link. Um, who are the most overrated and underrated? Uh, that's tough. Underrated. Well, underrated. Um, Jim McKenzie. Jim McKenzie would probably be my biggest one as underrated. I yeah, I think people legit forget how good he really was. Yeah, Jim McKenzie overrated. I don't know. Um, I hate to say anybody's overrated. Um, well, by today's fans, Chara, Chara, I will say completely. Like there are legitimately people that think Chara is fucking Johnny badass, and it's like like I've always said. What heavyweight has Chara ever beat to to earn this massive reputation? And then it's like, well, he could be, though. Well, yeah, okay, he could be. Well, there's lots of guys that if they had concentrated just on fighting, they could be. But he didn't, so why are we talking about him? Now, again, I'm not saying he's some, like, pussy or anything, but it's just like, no, he's not. Like, what? what has he ever, who is, like I said, who has he ever beat up? That all of a sudden, that earned him this giant reputation. Like, no, Chara, I would say. And actually, as I'm sitting here, I'm kind of looking over at a stack of hockey cards. And you actually, who's sitting right on top of the stack of hockey cards, Troy Crowder. There's another one. For a guy that legitimately had like four good fight, four great fights in the NHL. People talk about him like he was this, like the heir apparent to Bob Probert. Like, he beat Probert, and it wasn't like it was some huge, massive, oh, he, he, like, Ewan dropping Probert was far more impact, like, far more a wow moment than what Troy Crowder did to Probert. He cut Probert, but he got Probert's jersey over his head, and he was, and he cut him. Probert got out of his jersey, and the linesman got in right away. Like, if the linesman hadn't got in and the fight had continued like Robert's fights usually do when he got out of his shit, I think that that whole Troy Crowder thing would never have happened. But, nonetheless, now I'm not saying the fight was... He won, for sure. But it's... Again, like I said, people talk like it was the most massive ass-kicking ever. Like, well, not really, but... Okay... He one-punched Chikrin. That was vicious. The one-punch on Chikrin, definitely. That was a big win. Um, you know, okay, the Cox won. But, I mean, Cox had kind of been out of... You know, Cox had kind of been out of the... Was out of the game and was at the end of the line when Crowder got hold of him. Again, Crowder gave it to him. But, you know, uh, was it some huge, massive... Oh, this is the next one thing? No. And then, I don't know. Like, just... I don't, I, I don't know. I, that's it. And I, I don't get it. And then he got, you, of course he had the injuries and whatever, but I don't know. I just never saw the Crowder thing. Like he just, like I said, he had a bunch of fights that year. I think he had 18 fights that year. 12 of them were just like, eh, you know, whatever. Like they were okay. It wasn't like he was getting beat up or anything, but it wasn't like he was like, he fought for a couple times and whatever. And it wasn't like those were any big ass kickings or anything. Like, no, I would say Chara and Crowder are the, probably the two big ones. Um, 
hockey movies. Rank them in orders. Slapshot, Young Blood, Goon, Mighty Duck. Well, actually, that's probably that's probably just how I read them. Um, in terms of probably Slapshot, well, no, Slapshot, then Young Blood, the first Goon movie. Well, then probably the second Goon movie, but neither movie I thought was really any good. They had they had some funny lines. I really liked the Ross Ray character. Um, other than that, I thought the fight scenes were lame. Well, I went over and I had Doug Smith on my show. You know, I I was very, you know, I didn't lie. I'm just I flat out. Well, I asked him. If you haven't listened to my Doug Smith interview, please go back and listen to it. I think you really enjoy it. Um, but we do talk. You know, we talk about the movie and whatever. And I, you know, I never, I said that from the word go when I first saw the movie. I didn't understand why they had to make Doug Smith a dummy. Um, then in the second one, they got to make Ross Ray pathetic. And it's just like, why? Just, you know, I don't know. It just sort of, it just, I mean, it had moments of, like, I get what they were trying to do. Like, oh, we always stuck up for his team and there was honor, whatever. But yeah, okay. But they made him like the dummy and, but you know, dummy, but a heart of gold, that Hollywood shit. I don't know. To me, they just took a giant shit on the roll, really. You know, I just, eh, whatever. I just, like I said, the whole Ray, Ross Ray thing and stuff. I don't know. They just, eh. I, I, I like, I, I think the guy, uh, Lee Shriver, them did a great job with the role. I thought he was great in it and stuff. That I'm not talking about that, but I don't know. Just the overall, like in Goon Two, they make him pathetic, and oh, he needs his bus pass, and I was like, and he's broke and whatever, and it's just like, what? Like why? You know, like I don't know. It's just, I mean, I get it for the story and the Hollywood idea of it and whatever, but I'm just in general like, why do they have to make these guys pathetic? Like just whatever. And then, um, oh, and then the Mighty Ducks, whatever. That I was, like, I was already. When did those come out? I was at least in high school or out of high school by the time like the Mighty Ducks came out. So those were little like little kid movies to me. So I didn't really pay it. Like I know the Flying V and all that shit, but I mean I didn't pay any attention to the Mighty Ducks movies. So I, I won't comment them on on them. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, that was kind. That's kind of the. Um, the hockey questions I have, I did have, and I've had this a bunch of times and, uh, whatever. I mean, it's already at 55 minutes, so I won't go too far into it. Cause I'm sure most people don't really care, but maybe, well, some do. Cause I obviously I got the questions, but I've obviously, I've obviously, I've often been asked, um, um, I, I guess in terms of like private questions, stuff like that. Um, because despite having a podcast and a social media presence, um, I've, I've very much stayed um, uh, private. I don't let too many people know. Like I've always said with my podcast, this this podcast isn't about me. That's why my face isn't out there. It's not my name's not attached to it. Um, this podcast is about the stories of the individuals that I interview. Like I was, when I'm talking to them, I said, no one's tuning in to listen to me. They're tuning in to hear your story. Um, it's the story of the enforcer. It's the story of, um, like with these episodes, today's hockey or the, or an old enforcer story or what have you. It's about the role. And, um, and I also think with this, and I've, I've sort of pride myself on this and 
that would be if somebody asked me to describe the show. Like I said, that's where the name Fourth Line Voice came. It's a voice for the fourth line. Because at the time, going through social media and everything else, and with the hockey news and the writers and all these new fans, everyone just shits on the role constantly. And the guys that were doing the role, and that's and if you go back, and that's hockey's dark time, and we don't talk about them. And we're, we've seen the light now, and it's better, and we're forget those guys. And that was hockey's dark period, blah, 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 and all that horse shit. That is why I started this show, to put those guys into the spotlight. And to get some of them to come on the show and talk about, share their stories and their feelings and things. And that's what I think that's what I've done. And same, I've had fight fans on to relive not only their childhood or their fandom, but where they are now and that type of thing in terms of um, their thoughts on hockey. So that's what this show has been about and always will be about. The show has never been about me um, or getting me to a vehicle to get me somewhere or anything like that. First of all, I'm not that, um, um, I don't know. I, 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 well, I'm not that delusional to think that, uh, I'm going to get some TSN radio gig out of this. Like, no, it, that was never my intention that and I've never thought like that once. I'm very fortunate to have a sponsor like the hockey podcast network. I always joke, and it's true. I'm very, I'm very, cause there's a million podcasts out there. I am very one of the very few fortunate ones that gets paid to do this. Um, again, I'm not that I'm going to quit my day job or anything like that, but it's a nice little, as the kids say, side hustle, a few extra bucks to sit down here and yell on a microphone. I did this for for a hundred episodes on my other platform for for free. So I I didn't start to do I didn't start this to make with the goal of ever making money or anything like that. I never did it for that. Um, I didn't start it to get anywhere. I just, I just started it because no one else was doing it. And I thought there should be someone speaking for the guys in that role and, and that mindset of hockey and to interview them. That's, that's why I started the podcast. Cause at the time no one was doing, well, there's still other than Joe Alec and I, no one else is, Oh, maybe somebody will have the occasional tough guy on, but you know, well, now I guess there's been like McMorrow or John Scott and Chris Nyland now. I mean, I guess there's tough guys that have shows, but I mean, for the most part, even then, their interview shows or they're t- like Jansen's has a show. Cam Jansen has a show, but they're talking about current hockey. So, whatever. But I think in terms of just a unique show from a fan's perspective or whatever, yeah, there is, you know, there's just three of us. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's ne- it's never been about me, and um, I prefer it that way. And as I've gone on, and even just in things, being an administrator on in certain fight groups, and you see the crazies, and like I said, I've had like online stalkers and stuff. And yeah, there's you know, I'm I'm actually very happy that my name really isn't out there, and. Um, you know, outside of like, not that I'm saying really controversial shit on this podcast or anything, but just, um, yeah, no, I've always said those who need to know who I am or whatever, know, and, and majority of people don't. And that's, you know, and I, that I'm going to keep it that way. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, I guess at the end of the day, the bottom line comes. It's like, 
when I, when I think of this show and how I, and I, I want it to be, I want this show to stand on its own because of the content and what is said on it and the truth that's said on it and the information that I brought. I don't, that, that's what I want. It, it's not, it's not, like I said, it's, it's not about me or to get me out there or whatever. Like, does that make any sense? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of babbling, but I, well, I think this whole episode has been fucking babbling, but yeah, no, I'm very much, yeah, I, I just like to stay in the background and yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Basically just stay in the background and let the work do the talking, you know, and let my, uh, the interviews and, uh, let that be what's out there. Yeah. That, I hope that makes sense. Um, so to answer the, the kind of the, the privacy question, I guess, you know, and I, and I prefer that people, I mean, I've, I've let you guys in a little bit, like I, I do live in Saskatoon and, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, and Darren's my name, but, um, yeah, my wife is a school teacher, but I'm not going to tell you what grade and what school and all that stuff. And, you know, and where my brother works and what my parents' names are and all that, that doesn't matter. There, there is no need for that. So, um, not that, I, well, not that I think anything would happen, but I mean, it's a crazy world, right? And it's, and I've seen it on here and a, and a, on a very like kind of loose level, I have had stalkers and people send me messages and, you know, and, and it's, and even people that um, that like the show and have followed me on, like I have blocked people on Twitter and on, now I'm sure they can, it's not hard. They can just make up another account and whatever. Like it's, it's not that whatever, but um, yeah, I've had people um, that, that I've had co- private conversations with that started out as, as fight fans. And they're, you know, they get a hold of you and they'll privately and, hey, can you send me this picture? And, oh, yeah, sure. And then just get talking and, you know, oh, yeah, I like your YouTube channel. And, you know, and you and you start having a private conversation with them as a, as a fellow fan. And, um, yeah, and, and then it just starts getting real kind of, it just starts kind of getting strange. Like it starts getting a little too personal. And I'm not, like, talking in that, like, you know, in some sexual way or any like I'm not talking like that way but just just kind of just weird like just a little too eh, you know like I don't know you like I don't like just because I we've conversed on Twitter and you know and we talk about some certain fights or we're on the fight group and we we've shared a couple like video like oh I sent you this DVD and you sent me that you know and whatever it's um like we're not friends friends you know, it's, and it, but some people, and, and maybe it's completely harmless and they're just, you know, whatever, but I, there's been some guys that it's just a little too, starts getting a little too weird. And, uh, yeah. So I kind of just, eh, you know, how about, I think we're just going to block you here. Like we're just going to move on and yeah. Or just distance ourselves a little bit because it started, nothing happened, but it's, you know, it wasn't like I came home and there was a fucking rabbit on the, in the, in the boiling water or anything on the stove, but, but you know what I'm saying? It just kind of got a little weird online and it just kind of, 
So instead of, I, I kind of nip it in the bud right away and just kind of, eh, you're getting a little weird there, dude. Um, so let's, we'll dial it down. Um, yeah. And it's just, that's happened a couple times. No, it's not like old daily or anything, but just that's happened a few times. And I, and it just sort of re- reaffirms why I stay private. And, um, like I said, I'll give you a few details and stuff. And like I said, I'll share that we're going to Vegas and whatever, but you know, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to put my wife on this channel or my brother or my parents or anything like that, or my close friends. They don't, you know, it's not. And again, that's, I, I think truly most people listening to this don't care. Like they don't want to know anything like that. Some people do maybe, but but I also think sometimes I think for especially like, and again, with some people, they, they've listened to a lot of the episodes, which I appreciate, but, and I think throughout time when you kind of hear my voice, like you listen to all the episodes and like at the end of the day, it's like two or three hours of my voice a week if you listen to it all the time. So maybe, I'm, you know, if I, you got my voice in your head for three hours a week. Yeah. Maybe after a while, you'll start thinking, you know, me a little bit. And, and I said, yeah, I guess in some ways you do because my personality does come out in the show and I do mention some stories or some shit that happens. Like, it's not like I make the stories up like that. Like when I go to Subway and have these interactions or I go to Walmart, like, no, those all happened. Like that's not made up, but it's, um, yeah, I think, but, and I think, I guess with familiar, familiarity, just, I guess you just become part of people's routines and. Oh, every Wednesday and Sunday, I listen to Darren at this time while I'm on the treadmill or on my commute to work. And I've, I've become part of their routine, which I, it's very humbling and I appreciate that. But I think some people, it's like anything in life, get a little, um, too obsessed with it or whatever. And, and, uh, so I've, I've always just, I've always just been on guard with that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. And I, and I've seen people that aren't and their names are out there and, Again, and they've had some problems and I'm kind of thinking in my head, that's why my name's not out there. And, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm kind of thankful for that. But in saying that you, you know, I do get questions about, um, just about me and some of the, what I like and don't like. And, and I mean, I'm, you know, I can certainly answer those questions. Some of them, like, you know, what's my favorite, favorite band of all time, Kiss. And Metallica, what music do I currently listen to? Well, that's how old I am nowadays. I guess it would be called classic rock, but ACDC, oh, what was I, I was listening, who was I listening to today? My music mix, it had Tom Cochran on it, Tim, uh, Tragically Hip, um, Skid Row, um, yeah, that, that was Chris Stapleton, uh, you know, I like some country music too, um, you know, shit, Darius Rucker, you know. A little bit of everything, everything basically, but rap. I'm not a rap guy. I'm not a real fan of like really old country music. Like, oh, my dog got run over today and blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not. I'm not like Willie Nelson, stuff like that. I'm not big into Willie Nelson or anything like that. I'm probably, probably a newer age country type of person. Um, yeah, that is just some classic rock and death metal. I'm not, it's not really my scene, you know, not really. Um, the hardest I'll go is probably Metallica is probably as heavy as I'll get these days, but, uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, I don't know what first car I ever owned, 78 Nova. Um, are you a fan of pro? Yes. I like, I, I like, well, much like hockey, when it comes to pro wrestling, I grew up with pro wrestling. 
Um, I'm a fan of old pro wrestling. Some New Japan, some newer stuff, but I can't. And AEW and stuff, I can't stand. And WWF. It's like I don't watch it. I don't watch Monday Night Raw anymore or anything like that. I just watch random old matches, much like hockey. Um, uh, favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, Chris Jericho, Savage, Bret Hart, Road Warriors, Midnight Express. Yeah. Ric Flair or Hogan? Eh. If I had to pick one of the two, Ric Flair, but I'm not a real big fan of either of them, to be complete. I, well, I never liked Hogan. I always liked Roddy Piper. I was always a fan of the bad guys. Yeah. Um, UFC, favorite UFC fighter, favorite boxer. Um, I'm not, amazingly, I'm not a real big UFC guy. Um, if it's on now and again, I'll watch it, but I'm not, I, it's like, I don't watch the pay-per-views or anything like that. Um, when it first kind of took off, like everybody, I was sort of captivated by it, but, you know, Couture, Liddell, Ortiz, you know, GSP, stuff like that. That was cool, but my interest in it kind of faded. Um, respect the guys, respect the athletes. Um, but not, not a massive UFC MMA guy, but I don't know, favorite fighter, uh, Chael Sonnen always made me laugh with his promos because it was like wrestling, right? So I get what he was trying to do. I, I listen to his podcast now and again. I kind of dig him. Uh, probably George. I mean, Canadian guy, GSP. I really like Patrick Cote, well, the hockey player and the MMA guy. Um, Couture. I like Randy Couture, you know. Yeah. For current, I, well, I think he's retired, but Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone, I, yeah, he was probably my favorite kind of current-ish guy. Yeah. Uh, boxer, uh, Tommy Morrison, um, uh, Hagler, yeah. Uh, what uh, favorite sports movie of all time? Um, Bull Durham, Bull Durham and Rocky. The Rocky probably the I was gonna say the trilogy, but four. I liked Rocky four too. So Rocky one, two, three, and four. I like those movies. Um, yeah, uh, com- was I a comic book growing up? Yeah, I was a comic book guy. My favorite comic book character is Punisher. Um, again, I don't buy comics anymore, but when I was a kid, yeah. Um, do I smoke? No, I've never smoked. Um, well, I mean, I've smoked okay when I drink. Growing up in high school and stuff, we'd have the occasional dart when we were drinking and stuff. If I go to Vegas now and again, I'll buy some. Um, well, at one time, rum prime, like the prime time, the little cigars. They used to have rum ones. So I would buy rum prime times when I was in Las, only when I was in Las Vegas because they were so cheap when I was drinking. Those are like those, uh, those coal or, or the backwoods. Yeah. But here, no. Um, periodically smoke, smoke never bothered me, but no, I was never a smoker. Um, we, no, I'm not a weed guy. Um, I tried it a few times. It never, never, honestly, it never agreed with me. I was, so I don't have an issue with it. I'm, I'm, Neither here nor there. I'm, I'm glad it's legal. To me, having it illegal is ridiculous. So I'm glad Canada legalized it. Um, I like the smell of weed, on, honestly. Um, not that I'd want it around me 24-7, but, like, you smell it a lot more now because it's legal and stuff. I always actually like the smell of it. Um, but no, I was never, um, no, never a weed guy. Never, like I said, every the few times I tried it, it didn't agree with me. So I just always just stuck to drinking, and I'm a beer guy. I'm not really into hard alcohol. Um, I will drink hard alcohol now and again. Uh, spice rum and Coke is, is what I would drink. Captain Morgan spice rum and Coke. Um, tequila, whiskey, eh. 
now and again, but not really. I have bottles of it at my house, and I'll have it on the rocks. Maybe I, I could count on one hand a year, but um, no, I've always just been a beer guy. Um, and and then I've always said out here, my favorite, I always jokingly, my favorite beer is Rolling Rock and uh, probably Miller Lite, Great West, the local company, Great Western Beer, Great West Light. Yeah. Yeah. Like I always say, domestic swill. I'm not an IPA guy or anything like that. I'm not into those. So as much as that uh, bothers Jay, he can he can stick to his chestnut ale. That's not for me. And Guinness and that stuff. Oh, yeah, no. Um, if you could do it all over again, what would you do job-wise? Uh, oh, it's, I guess the road not traveled, right? Um, I guess if I could go back and talk to 17-year-old me when I was walking out of high school. Um, I don't know. I was never, I, I, I was never a school guy. I didn't like, I didn't enjoy school. Um, you know, I mean, I passed everything and got through, but I never put a lot of effort into it. And I don't know what my average was, 68 or something. I think my high school average is 70, something like that. Right around there. I, I didn't put much effort into it. Um, but I mean, you know, obviously if I could talk to myself, I would have taken maybe school a little more serious. Um, but probably, I guess if I had to go back and, and go to university and get a degree in something, um, I always said growing up that, oh, I'd be a cop or whatever. Uh, knowing what I know now, I don't have the patience to be a cop. Um, so that, no. Um, I would probably go into actually into psychology, probably. I think just the study of man, like social experiments and stuff like that, how, why people react the way they react or why people do what the things they do, um, like a behavior scientist maybe. I guess that would be psychology, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. I'm not like FBI profile or not something like that, but just, um, and maybe not even just like, oh, here, lie on the couch and tell me your thoughts. Not, uh, maybe, but I don't know. But no, I think just the study of, yeah, just why do people do the things they do? Yeah, studying human behavior, I guess. Yeah, maybe that that would always kind of interest me. I think maybe that's why when it comes to social media and just stuff like that or on, on a small level, but just how people, like what I always say with Alec, when we moderate these groups and with the admin, like you can see all the conversations and whatever. And I, I find it interesting how people react to certain things and stuff like that. And like with fandom and shit, um, which probably is why I get so irritated with it. But, um, yeah, how people react to certain things, I guess. Yeah. So psychology probably, um, it's an interesting question. I've, I've never actually really thought that hard about that. Um, what other podcasts do you listen to? Um, I don't listen, uh, well, outside of Alec and Joe's, I don't listen to any hockey podcasts. Um, unless someone has a real interesting guest that I want to hear. Um, outside of that, I listen to gambling podcasts, um, decent stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Jim Cornette, I listen to him. That's the only wrestling one I listen to. Um, yeah, outside of that, uh, just the gambler, um, gambling with an edge sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. This is all, this is, this is all very exciting, isn't it? My favorite casino in Las Vegas. Uh, probably the one we stay at, the Orleans. Um, or the, I like the Red Rock. Um, Fremont, I like going down Fremont. I always sort of count Fremont Street as like 
in its own entity. Um, Circa is really nice. The D. Um, I like Fremont. I would never stay on Fremont, but I like Fremont. I loathe the strip. I don't like the strip. As as gaudy, I, I think the the presentation of it is unbelievable. And I love that first initial drive in past the sign into the strip when you first get to Vegas. I st- to this day, all these years later, I still get goosebumps when I drive in. Just the whole vibe of Las Vegas I love. But uh, I don't like hanging out on the strip. Um, I'm very much a locals casino, South Point, Silverton, that type of thing. Uh, yeah, guys, I don't know. That's, um, I don't know. I think that, that, that's about it. I think people, oh, where would, if you could live anywhere in Canada, where would you live? Uh, BC, uh, Kelowna, Penticton, in the, in the Okanagan somewhere. Summerlin, Summerlin probably is where I would live. I love the Okanagan. And that's the only place you can go in Canada where there's no snow. Or, well, you know what I'm saying. There's snow, I guess. But um, uh, <laughs> for the general lack of snow, that's about the only place you can go. I've heard great things about the Maritimes. I've never been out there. At some point before I die, I want to get out there. Um, I wouldn't live out there because they get more worse snow than we get. Um, but I've always told my wife when we retire, I am never going to see snow again. I'm going to make it my my mission in life to never see snow after I retire. I want to leave here in November and not come back until April. So, uh, um, that would obviously, so I'd have to go down to the States. So it would probably be Arizona, Nevada in there is where I would go. Um, I, yes, I would probably live in Vegas for five months and not just cause well, I'm an addicted. I want to gamble all the time. No, I was just to be get out of the snow and, um, yeah, just to hang out and just, I, I just dig the vibe down there. Like I said, it's a, it's very non PC. Um, and just, I don't know. It's just a different world down there. I just dig it. But, um, yeah, there you go. That that's my goal though, is to never see after I retire, which is in 13 years. Um, I am, I hopefully not on wood that I live that long. There's no guarantee in this day and age that you will, but uh, I will hopefully can live long enough. I am fortunate enough that I have a pension and uh, a decent pension, as does my wife. And uh, hopefully we will be able to uh, retire. And like I said, well, she's got a few more years to go after I do because she's three years younger than I am. But um, and she got started later in teaching. But uh, yeah, once she retires, we will uh, hit the road. There we go. Speaking of hitting the road, it's probably about time for me to hit the road. I'm sure I, I probably really bored the shit out of everybody, but I, honestly, guys, like I said, it's a, you know, I always say, give me a break, man. It's a, it's 190 episodes I've done and with two shows a week. I think I've given you guys lots of content. Um, not that I'm trying to, I'm not excuse, I have no, I'm never going to make excuses for this show or any, it's, I'm putting my stamp of putting it out there. So, um, but I just, I just wanted to sit here and, like I said, didn't really, I had to kind of call an audible. And, uh, but at the same time, I'm just sort of sitting in the dark, mellow, you know, just sitting in my chair and having a couple beer. And like I said, staring out the, you know, at the, out, out in the darkness through the, my window here. And yeah, we're just, uh, just talking to a few, a few close friends on the radio. And, uh, no, I want to, I always say, and I, and I've, I did last episode. I, I do every episode, but um, 
no, I've always said this and I've, you know, uh, I've said it privately to other people, to my brother, to my parents. I've, you know, uh, my wife and I had this conversation actually when we were sitting on the plane. Um, uh, it, when we were in Vegas, it was, it was weird to go. It sounds so funny, but to go the two weeks, I mean, I know episodes were coming out because I had pre-recorded them, but it was really interesting to go two weeks without doing a podcast and really not be on social media. I didn't really check social media when I was in Vegas. And, uh, cause like I said, I'm, I've, I've tried to really like when I'm at work and stuff, I have an opportunity to, you know, be on social media. I have that type of job where I can, you know, sort of, you know, give it a look-see and whatever. Um, but I can also go without it in my life for extended periods of time. Like when I was in Vegas, when we were out, I didn't have my phone with me. I left it in the hotel room. I don't need to carry my phone 24 seven. It's not attached to my hand. Um, I'm not at work. I text a lot of people cause I'm bored and I just like to have conversations and kill the day. Um, but I don't need to be on it 24 seven. So the two week break was nice. It was also nice to get back and talk to, and do the show again. And it was a nice break and it was refreshing. And I've said with, with sort of, I haven't interviewed a lot of people. I've interviewed fight fans, um, but with the players and stuff, I've sort of gotten away the last few months. I've gotten away from the interview a little bit because I just needed a break. And, and and it's hard booking guys and to get guys to come on and, and just to run around. It's just, a, it's a lot of times it's a hassle. So it's, I really enjoy these solo episodes. I really do because it's, it's almost, I've always said it's almost like therapy where you can just hit record and just talk. And it's, it's so much fun. And, um, and yeah, and I, and I enjoy doing that as well. And, um, you know, I, I guess maybe download wise or ratings wise, what have you. Yeah. Those episodes don't do as good as a Doug Smith does or a Zach Fitzgerald, but that's whatever. That's fine. That's not, again, that's not what the show is about. Um, it's, I don't know. It's just, uh, just a fight fan talking and, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, I just, uh, sometimes I just, yeah. And I mean, it's like anything, everyone in life, right? If you, you have a shitty day at work or shit's not going right during the week or, you know, or whatever, how fight with the wife or you know, what have you. Um, yeah, sometimes the episodes might suffer a little bit or they become, um, a bother to do at times. There's been a few episodes where it's like, oh, I gotta go record something. Yeah. And you know, yeah, after, with 190, ep- two episodes a week, yeah, some of them are going to be stinkers, I'm not going to, shit, I'm not going to lie, I've sent Alex a few tech, uh, Alec a few texts afterwards, I said, oh, I just recorded the shittiest podcast ever, you know, I just, because there's some you just don't feel, and there's, other, there's been episodes that have done really well that I thought sucked, and they, but they did well, and people enjoyed them, so which, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, the, you know, what, that's the most important thing, but I just, I couldn't get into them, or I didn't feel them, some sometimes, but that happens, right? You can't, like I said, when you do two, three hour, four hours, sometimes of content a week, it's just, yeah, you can't, you can't be on all the time. And, um, yeah. So like I said, I mean, I know I have some people out there that, you know, will critique the show and they'll be like, well, that one sucked or whatever. Yeah. Hey, you're right. That probably, you know, I'm sorry, you know, um, I try not to make them suck, but, uh, yeah, sometimes you're just going to get better Darren than others. And, um, 
Um, but at the end of the day, um, like even tonight, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just felt like one of these nights I was just going to hit record and just talk to you. And, um, and that's what I did. And if the show, this episode sucked, I, I'm sorry. Um, I'll try to do better next time. And we're always trying to do better next time. Um, like I said, I've talked to a few people. Um, I think I have some really cool guests lined up. Hopefully it pans out. Like I said, I'm never going to throw out names in case it doesn't work out. Cause I've done this long enough to know that, you know, there's times that they don't work out. Um, but, um, but I know, um, and there are a couple of guys that have never done shows and, uh, cause they're not on social media, but I just, somebody's gotten a hold of me and hopefully it works out. And, and I think there'll be a lot of fun if they can, if they land. So, like I said, I always say stick with the show and, um, yeah, for sure. Some episodes are going to be better than others, but, uh, I'm always going to try to do my best. And I, and I, but episodes like this, I, I enjoy though, um, for just for my own selfish reasons. Um, yeah, to just sit here and stare out the window and talk to you. Um, a lot of times on the show, I don't actually get to do that. Um, I mean, I get, I mean, I could, if I wanted to, it's my show, but a lot of times I have like either a guest or, um, I do a list or what have like, there's some, a lot of structure. I don't, these shows where it's completely just a blank paper. Well, other than, oh, I have some questions that people have asked me over the years. Um, and a blank slate, so to speak. I don't get those very often. So, um, no, I actually had fun tonight just sitting here in the dark and rambling away. Um, you know, I hope I give you a little bit of more information about me, uh, for those that wanted to know. I'm sure a lot of people listening is like, I don't give a fuck what your first car, your first car was, but now you know. Um, but yeah, it's Sunday guys. What the hell, right? You know, we're just talking. Um, yeah. How about I shut up and I'll let you go about your day. But I want to thank everybody again. I always, I always thank you guys, and I always mean it. I'm not just this is just lip service, but I truly do mean it. I want to thank everybody who always takes the time out to listen to the show. Like I said, I know there really are ten thousand podcasts out there. So the fact that you took the time out to listen to Darren in Saskatoon, I greatly appreciate it. And um, I always say I'll, I'll, I'll try to do better next episode for you. I have some fun guests. Um, I really hope. If you're new to the show and you just started listening, I have gained some new followers lately because I've talked to them on social media. Um, I really hope you guys go back and check out the back catalog. Like I said, this is episode 190. Please go back. Um, today I was talking to somebody. I put up a Joey Tedarenko Colt Nor fight on on my Facebook, and they were, oh, Joey was great, blah blah blah. And yeah, he was awesome. I said you should listen to my interview with him. Really, you interviewed him? I'm like, yeah, episode five, man. Was it at five or six? It was one of the very early. Um, episodes. Actually, I've had Joey on twice, five toughest opponents, and then his his just his player interview, and they were both great. But I'm like, yeah, go listen to his player interview. It was actually one of my favorite interviews that I ever did. He was a great guest, told some great stories, and um, yeah. But yeah, check it out McIntyre, Clark Wilm, Roman Volpat, Kent Staniforth, Josh Mazer. All those guys have been outstanding guests, um, and Steve Adams. Bryce Davidson, you're who, you know, no, I'm not disrespecting those guys, but they were minor league guys. And, you know, in Bryce's case, just played a couple years pro, but, you know, he led, he had 800 minutes in two pro years, but he told great stories. You should go listen to him. Like I said, there, uh, you have guys on that tell, um, some fantastic stories and, um, just cause you don't maybe know the name, don't discount it. It's, um, 
yeah, they're, they're, they're lots of fun. Everybody has a story. Kopech, Razantov, check them out, man. Seriously. Um, yeah, if you happen to be on social media, um, I'm Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as Facebook. Give me a follow. I'm always putting up pictures and videos. And, and, uh, if you, hey, if you have something to say, like I always say, get a hold of me either through social media or hockey fights. All one word, hockey fights at Hotmail. That's right. I still have a Hotmail account, folks. Hockey fights at Hotmail.com. Send me an email. If you have a question, what have you, or comment, like, oh, I, you should do this, or I think your show sucks, you do this too much, or you don't do this enough, I'd love to hear constructive criticism, feedback. I love to hear from you guys. That's what it's all about. It's, I always say it's your guys' show. So, um, yeah, please get a hold of me. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd want to come on, if you have an interesting story to tell, for sure, we can talk about it. And uh, we'll see. Like I said, it's the Fight Fan Show. So... Um, I always, I, what did I say? It's like the message boards. It's like, it's a like fried chicken message board. Um, it's audio. It's, it's the audio fight board. It's an audio message board. That's what the show is. <laughs> you know, that's how I've, that's actually how I sort of view it. And, um, yeah, I really hope you guys continue to listen and go back and check out the back catalog and as well. Oh, YouTube, fourth line voice on YouTube. Um, subscribe to the channel. Um, I'm always putting new fights up there. Um, so yeah, check that out as well. Go down that rabbit hole. That'll give you hours of entertainment for sure. I have over 2,700 fights on that channel. So there's always something to find on there. Hell, I even I was scrolling through it the other day and I was finding it. I'm like, I don't even remember that fight putting that on there. So after 2,700, they all run together after a while. But um, yeah, and also guys, um, I hate to keep, you know, can you do this, do this, do this, do this? I hate asking my listeners to do shit but whatever platform you're listening to it whether it be itunes or spotify or what have you could you rate and review my show um it helps me out in the searches you know when if you listen to a show when it's old if you listen to this you might like these shows um then they'll see fourth line voice there that's what that is for it's an analytic type thing so and i always say please do not stream could you download my episodes i get paid by the download i know that sounds so yeah to say but really you know hey while we're here um but not only do i get paid by the download but it does help in the tracking and the analytics of things like who's listening where are they listening to blah 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 that type of thing you know and you want to see in terms of your episodes what worked and what didn't and when you stream it doesn't register so that doesn't help me so in any way to be completely honest well other than the fact that you listen which i appreciate but in terms of the gra- the analytics or the monetization of it all it didn't help so um yes please download that i would greatly appreciate that but yeah guys thank you very much again for tuning in and uh and uh and, and sending the messages and and the follows on social media it's it's all been these last few years have just been um just been a lot of fun and uh and i've seen a lot of podcasts come and go and to still be here and to still be kind of gaining new listeners is always amazing to me and um yeah and i've always appreciated that and uh yeah and like i said for someone like when i was in school we didn't have computers and that type of thing we you know took typing you know there was no internet or anything like that so i've sort of learned as as i've gone on about things and social media and that type of thing and and uh so when you don't grow up with it 
Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm maybe more amazed by it than somebody that, you know, has had the internet their whole life. Like they grew up with, they took it in school and blah, blah, blah. It's always been a part of their life. It wasn't for the, for the first, oh, well, what, 25, whatever years of my life, um, or 20 years of my life, there was no internet. So this, you know, um, so this is, uh, you know, I've learned as the years have gone on about it, but, um, I guess I, I don't know, in a roundabout way, you know, um, I'm, I'm always shocked and about who's listening and the reach of it. And I mean, I get it. I understand that it goes around the world and everything else, but it's still very humbling and very bizarre when on this, when I think about it, when I talk to people or I tell my mom about it and like I was telling her like, Oh yeah, the show is like number you know, 15 in the United Kingdom. And like, you know, like my mom's 80 years old. She's just like, what, what, you know, like really, you know, and like they don't understand, right? Really. They're just from your house in Saskatoon, you know, they're just like people listen, like they don't get it. Right. Like they don't understand, you know, but, it, and trust me, a big part of me doesn't either, to be completely honest, but it's just, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just been a real fascinating ride and, and been a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I, I guess I've said it a million times, and I'm just sort of whatever. But it, um, yeah, it's been great, and I appreciate it. But um, yeah, guys, like I said, with this show, I always, I'm always going to try to, uh, I do do my best for you. And some, like I said, some efforts will be better than others, and uh, but the intent was always there, and um, yeah. I guess uh, I will talk to you guys again on Wednesday and hopefully we'll have a guest and uh, yeah, we'll, and we'll see what happens until then. I hope everybody has a good start to the work week and uh, let's get after it folks. But uh, thank you once again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to everybody on Wednesday. Thanks guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?